Good morning, Arbor Church. It's good to have you with us wherever you're watching from this morning, whatever time you're watching us. We are glad to have you tuning in and learning more with us today. My name is Scott, and I'm excited to continue our series today with you about Peter. Our focus about Peter has been better understanding Jesus through the life of Peter. I know that for many of us, we have important people in our lives and people that we love, and we've gotten to know those people, not only through our own interactions with them, but also through the stories and memories and understandings and perspectives of other people in our lives and their lives about them. I would bet all of you could tell stories about how you know so-and-so better because of what you learned from this person or what this person has told you about them. We all rely on the stories and perspectives and experiences of other people to learn more about the people we care about and are closest to. And there was nobody, hardly anybody, in the group of people that hung out with Jesus that knew him better or spent more time with Jesus than Peter. And his roller coaster ride with Jesus serves as a perfect backdrop for us to understand more about Jesus. Last Sunday, we learned from Jake about Peter the Restored. Jake shared the story of Peter being reconciled on the shores of Galilee and being restored as the rock that Jesus said he would be. Peter left that day restored, yet still reticent and unsure as to how all this was going to play out. Today, we're going to look at Peter the Preacher. This charismatic, impulsive Galilean fisherman becoming the leader of the New Testament church. We will see him preach the first salvation message in history and launch his ministry as Peter the preacher, fulfilling the journey that Jesus said he would take from the fisherman to a fisher of men. As a kid growing up, I, I was enthralled and inspired by men and women who could deliver powerful messages. Um, from Martin Luther King to um, Billy Graham, as well as pastors I've had the privilege of sitting under and learning from like Ken Hutcherson, John Piper, um, Francis Chan, Tony Evans, and of course, the magnificent Jake Gertza. From each one of these men, I have learned significant things about myself and my walk with God. They formed, the way they could form sentences, the way they could create analogies, the way they could use a tone to touch and ignite feelings in different people made me want to inspire and lead like them. Their passion combined with their beliefs created this powerful message of hope, rebuke, or even reason. And whether you agreed with them and their message or not, you walked away understanding what they believed and the message they were trying to deliver. But I've also learned over time about this preacher in the pulpit, the sage on the stage mentality, and that that is not what Jesus fully intended for what he meant by the word preacher. A preacher is mostly thought to most of us to be a person who delivers sermons or lectures on religious topics to an audience of people. For most of us, and for me specifically, that conjures up what we think of as an old white man in a brown leisure suit wearing a brown and yellow striped tie overlaid on a 
you know, off-white shirt and a brown suit. Just all of that is what I picture. Maybe for you, more recently, it conjures up a picture of some middle-aged guy, hipster, that in skinny jeans with a hoodie under his jacket and, you know, just enough styling paste to make his hair look messy but cool. Not saying anybody's names, but you can picture both those people. I know for me that that's what it conjures up. And Scripture doesn't help any because in Scripture it uses three different words that are related to the word preacher. One of them is the word minister, and this means someone that's a servant of Christ, that serves Jesus in the church or through, you know, the service to others. Another one is the word preacher, and this is coming from like a proclaimer that was sent out by a king to deliver the proclamations of the king to large audiences of people. But the one I want to focus on today is the one that is evangelism. This is simply the message of God. In fact, it means the good message evangelism. Good message. In fact, the gospel of Jesus is the good message that I want us to think about today. Peter the preacher is about how all believers are called to reach others for Christ by preaching the gospel message of Jesus. My hope is today we can look at this next transformation of Peter and learn more about what it means to be a preacher. So let's bookmark our story, where we're at in this journey with Peter. He's just been restored. When we pick the story up today, we're about 40 days out from the resurrection of Jesus. He has made multiple appearances to the disciples and other people. He's performed miracles and other things in front of people. Peter has been restored by Jesus along the shores of Galilee over a breakfast of fish. We pick the story up at the Mount of Olives about two miles outside of the town of Bethany where Jesus ascends into heaven and leaves a last message to the disciples that has now been known as the Great Commission. After Jesus ascends, the disciples are left standing there. And two men in white appear next to them, asking them, why are you looking up into the heavens? They promise them that Jesus who left will soon come again. And the disciples leave and go back to Jerusalem and gather together to think about all that has just happened in their life. So it's from here that we pick up a verse in Acts chapter 1-8 where Jesus had told them earlier, Jesus had said this to them, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. They had that in the back of their mind. So now we find the disciples in Acts 2 about a week removed from this ascension 50 days removed from the resurrection, sitting in these last words of Jesus about, he said he was going to send somebody to us. He said that he would give us this power. What is all that about? And that's where we pick the story up in Acts chapter 2, verse 1. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as a spirit enabled them. 
I don't think Peter ever fully understood what was being asked of him or told to him by Jesus. But once he was filled with the Holy Spirit in that room, Peter moved from Peter the fisherman to Peter the fisher of men. He became Peter the preacher. And my hope today is that as you look at your Christian life and your salvation, you realize too that when you receive the Holy Spirit, you moved into a role of being a preacher as well. Let's move on with our story in Acts chapter 2. We're going to jump ahead a little bit. In fact, Acts tells us that when this happened and this rushing of wind came in and they were filled with the Holy Spirit, it created such a ruckus outside of where they were that people all around gathered around going, what's happening? And the disciples and other believers began talking to them. And they began talking to them in languages that the people understood in their own language and dialect. And so we picked the story up from there because this was very confusing to people. In fact, so confusing, some of the people accused the disciples of being drunk. So this is where Peter stands up, and we pick the story up in Acts chapter 2, verse 14. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews, and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It's, come on, it's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. Now, Peter's going back to the Old Testament to use scripture from the Old Testament that he knew this crowd of Jewish people respected and understood. He says, Joel told us, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. And everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Now it's important here, he's setting the stage that the Old Testament prophets have been prophesying about this Lord that would come, the Messiah, and they all knew about that. Now listen to where Peter shifts from this. Fellow Israelites, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did among you through him as you yourselves know. Right now, Peter's doing something incredible. He's telling the story of Jesus. Jesus was not an unknown person to this crowd. They knew who he was. He had just been crucified. It was headline news. They had heard about his miracles. Some probably had seen miracles. Everybody knew who Jesus was, but Paul, Peter here was doing something. He was taking the Jesus they knew as a man and accrediting him to the same level and power as God. He goes on. This man was handed over to you by God's deliberate plan and foreknowledge, and you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. But God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. Right here, we have the formation of the gospel message. The first tract of walking people through of who is Jesus? What did he do for us? The risen Christ is alive today. God has raised this Jesus to life and we are all witnesses of it. 
Exalted to the right hand of God, he has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit and has poured out what you now see and hear. He's making a very clear connection. Don't lose this. He's telling the people, this Jesus person that you saw, that we hung out with, that you crucified and put up on the cross and then died and has risen again, he is in heaven because he is the Messiah. And the spirit that Joel talked about is the spirit you're seeing in us right now. We are filled with the God spirit of Jesus, the Holy Spirit. This is revolutionary. Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this, we pick up in verse 36. God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, brothers, what shall we do? Here it is. Peter replied, repent, confess, be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, Jesus the Messiah, for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Those who accept this message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. See, Peter thought that Jesus, the Messiah, was going to do all this preaching. He thought that Jesus, the Messiah, was going to do more miracles and restore this Jewish kingdom. He never fully grasped the purpose of Jesus' ministry and life on earth was to provide the story and pathway to be in Jesus for all people. It was finally when he received the Holy Spirit that he realized his calling in life was to tell his story, Jesus' story, to the people of Israel and beyond. Peter did not comprehend the fact that this church was going to be built not on him the rock, but on him as the messenger of the true rock, Jesus Christ. Peter thought what many of us still think today, that those called into ministry should and will do the preaching, teaching, and discipling. Peter soon learned what I hope we will learn today, that we, the church, the body of believers, are all called to proclaim the message of Jesus, this gospel message. And just like Peter, when he stood up and talked about Jesus, we too should talk about Jesus. See, this idea of Peter preaching and evangelizing is not left to a man in the pulpit. It's not left to a position. It's left to a people. Um, Peter recalls what Jesus told him in John 14, 6. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. In that moment, and what I hope you realize in this moment, preaching is really about one thing and one thing only. Talk about Jesus. Peter the preacher is about how all believers are called to reach others for Christ by preaching the gospel message of Jesus. It's not about a position, but a practice. As believers, we are called to talk about Jesus. Now, I know that God has created us all with different gifts and abilities and different ways of talking and sharing Jesus. And maybe you're feeling nervous that if I get up or I start talking to somebody about Jesus, I I won't know what to say. I might get my turds all wisted. 
If you're all here, you'd be laughing at that because that really is a very funny joke. But you'll get your words mixed up or you'll say the wrong thing or I don't know how to say it or what to say. The point that I want you to know is the first thing is you need to be yourself. And you can talk about Jesus anywhere. It doesn't need to be like the guy behind the pulpit. It can be in your backyard, backyard with a friend. It can be in your car on the way to work. It can be on a field after practice. It can be at the hospital, at your kitchen table, at your barbecue over a cup of coffee. It can be at a work retreat, at a conference. It can be in a box with a fox, in a house with a mouse, in the rain, in the train, like a Dr. Seuss poem. It can be anywhere. It can be while you're fishing, which is in fact where it started with Peter, the fisherman. And I know some of you are nervous but, and afraid, but fortunately, Jesus provided a way through that. And Peter even talks about that. In fact, Peter says in his letter, 2 Peter to the Christians, he talks about this. Let's look. He says, 2 Peter 1, he shares this. Above all, you must understand that no prophecy or preaching of Scripture came about by the preacher's own interpretations of things. For prophecy never has its origin in the human will. But preachers or prophets, even though they're human, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. As believers, each and every one of us are filled with the Holy Spirit. We're given the same power, the same words, the same access to God that Peter and all the disciples had in the early church had to speak the gospel story of Jesus. There's a distinction I want to make here, though, between evangelizing and telling the gospel story and witnessing. For many of us, We might say, look, I prefer just to live out my Christian life and be a good witness for Jesus. And we're told to be a witness in Scripture. And I don't disagree with that. Um, Giving your personal testimony, beautiful, wonderful, but it's not evangelism if it's not connected to the gospel message of Jesus. Um, Talking to others about how God's important to you and the role that God plays in your life, good things to do, important. It might bring people's attention to God, but... Without the gospel message, it's not preaching, it's not evangelism. Um, Living a a righteous life, doing the right things, being kind, compassionate, caring, helping the widow and the orphan, all great things. But if it's not attached to the preaching and talking about Jesus and the need for Jesus, then it's empty. It doesn't lead people to the personal relationship with Jesus Christ as their Savior. Here's the point for us. It's a pretty simple formula. You hear the gospel message of Jesus, you accept the gospel message of Jesus, then we're called to share the gospel message of Jesus. Hear, accept, and share. That is really all he has for Christians to do. You see how I did that little acronym, has, hear, accept, share? That's what it comes down to for each and every one of us. And it all began with Peter one day when he was fishing. Jesus looked at him and it says this, Jesus was walking by the Sea of Galilee in Matthew, this is the story of Peter. He said to two brothers, Simon who he called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Peter knew the skill and craft of fishing. 
He knew how to fish, where to fish, what tools do you use to fish, and how to clean the fish. He knew everything about fishing. He had no understanding of what this meant to fish for men. He didn't know what to use. He didn't know where to go. He didn't know how to fish for men. But over his three years in ministry and walking with Jesus, he began to get a better picture and understanding by watching Jesus. All the miracles, all the signs were pointing to Jesus as the message. Jesus was the salvation. Jesus was the Messiah. He is what Peter was supposed to be preaching. It was as if Jesus was telling Peter, you can't be me, so preach me. And that's what Jesus is telling us today. I know you can't be me, but you can preach me. Preaching, evangelizing, it isn't about converting people. Some people get hung up on this. It's like, well, I've told people about Jesus and they didn't accept him. They didn't get saved. That is not the point of evangelism. The point of preaching Jesus is telling people about the gospel message of Jesus and allowing God, the Holy Spirit, to do their work in the person's heart. We don't convert people. We don't save people. We preach the message of the gospel and God, the Holy Spirit, do the work in their lives. Acts 2 concludes with a sentence that I think is really important. Acts 2 concludes with this sentence. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Let me tell you something. I think one of the biggest differences between the Acts New Testament church and our church today is we are not adding daily to our numbers those who are being saved. We are acquiring believers from other buildings. I believe that the church is growing more today by acquisition of believers than the salvation of lost people. The Lord Jesus does the adding or converting. We do the preaching of the message and leave the adding and converting up to him. Perhaps today is the day that you too as Peter realize that you're called to be a preacher. That you realize the Holy Spirit inside of you is more than just a guide and a counselor. Peter, a fisherman, uneducated, impulsive, disloyal, fearful, had made mistakes, yet also forgiven, restored, and redeemed, became the preacher of the first gospel message in the scripture, began the New Testament church. He wasn't trained. He didn't know what to say, but he was filled with this Holy Spirit. So what did Peter do? He talked about Jesus. He shared the gospel message of Jesus. So we too should preach like Peter and talk about Jesus. It's not a Sunday morning thing. It's not a theology thing. It's not a perfect life thing. It's a commission thing. Go make disciples. It's a Christian thing. We have the truth, the way, and the life. It's a courage thing filled and fueled by the Holy Spirit of God himself. If you are saved, if you are a believer, 
then you are called. And you have the same power of Peter, the same spirit, the same ability to talk about Jesus. Let's pray.